Welcome back to This Week in Film. It's the weekly podcast where we get together, we talk about the movies we've seen, and uh, I forgot the rest of the intro. In the past seven days, <laughs> I'm Nick Panunto, joined as always by Midwest Matt Lauer. Matt, how's it going? It's going great, Nick. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, Matt. Thanks a lot. Uh, I happy got birthday back, to you. <laughs> Thanks. And, and to uh, you, sir. Oh, thank you so much. It's that time of year. Uh, it's that time of year where I turn 23 again. And, uh, Matt, I assume you've seen some movies since we've last spoke? Uh, you're partly right. I have seen one movie since we last spoke. Oh, good, because I've also seen one movie. Cool. I saw Clash of the Titans. What did you see? Oh, which Clash of the Titans? Uh, the 2010 at- Atrocity. <laughs> oh, okay. Spoiler alert. Um, I watched Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, okay, cool. So uh, I guess we'll save that for last because uh, I'm gonna, we're going to spoil it. All right. Since we've both seen it. Well, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I think I'm probably going to spoil Clash of the Titans, too. Oh, please do. All right. <laughs> um, now, Nick, don't don't think too hard about this. I just want you to check on something. Uh, or I want to check on something. How yeah. old do you think this movie is? What year would you say the new Clash of the Titans came out? Well, since you just told me, did uh, I? you did. Oh, never mind that. <laughs> uh, 2010. Well, that's a good guess, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> if I had asked you before I told you, do you, do you, do you have a sense of when you would have guessed it was? Uh, I probably would have said 2013. 2010 seems really, really far away ago. Yeah. And I would have guessed like this came out two years ago. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, they had a sequel a couple years ago, right? A sequel to Clash of the Titans? Yeah, there's definitely a second one. Are you serious? Yeah. 100% serious. Well, I did not know about that at all. Um, I I think that I assumed somehow that this came out around the same time as Gods of Egypt. Uh-huh. Um, and I did not know that there was a... what? Do you know what the sequel was? Uh no, I'll, I'll I'll use my internet machine while you discuss. Uh, well, okay. Um, so yeah, I was just kind of looking for something, Karina, and I, I was like, I gotta watch a movie before tomorrow because we scheduled a podcast, and I probably should talk about something on it. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh huh. Um, and um, breaking news: it was Wrath of the Titans. I have never even heard of that. From 2010. It came out in the theater? I'm sorry, 2012. It looks like it. It has uh, the same cast. Liam Neeson's in it. Sam Worthington. Ray Fiennes. I am shocked. <laughs> I really... <laughs> uh, and it, it came out two years after, so that's not that, that's not that recent either. Yeah. I mean, I would have been surprised if you told me this movie came out in 2012. So anyway, so in, in 2010, a movie came out called Clash of the Titans, and it stars all those people that Nick just mentioned, <laughs> uh, along with Mads Mikkelsen and oh, really? uh, yeah, and Sir Davos from uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, the Onion Knight. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
whose whose real name I have no idea. You know what? And I knew what it was from looking in the uh, IMDb and decided just to write Sir Davos anyway. Because uh-huh. I was like, nobody's going to know the name of this guy. Uh-huh. I really like him, though. Um, he's he's my favorite actor whose name I don't know. Um, but I find him very likable. Kind of like the way I like the guy that played Leon the Professional. Oh, Jean Renault? Yeah, they remind me of each other. Um, and and seem to have similar charm. If you told me they were brothers, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, this now, story. Yeah, go ahead. Before you get in, before you get into it, I've never seen any Clash of the Titans movie. Really? Like, I never. I never saw the original. I didn't see the remake or its sequel. Now, see, I. It's, that's that flabbergasts me because I thought that everybody watched Clash of the Titans in school, like the original. I just thought everybody saw it and and that everybody had seen it that way. Um, but Karina had never seen it either, and I was really surprised. Then I'm extra surprised that you didn't see it because we went to the same school system. <laughs> right? <yeah. laughs> I, I I'm pretty sure I've never seen it. Maybe we saw some clips, but. When huh. we were doing like it's it's Greek mythology, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, maybe we watched some clips, but I'm pretty sure I never watched the whole thing. Well, um, I don't remember it very well, other than that you know it's a lot of stop motion stuff, and uh, that was a 1981 movie, so that kind of makes me feel pretty old because I was like, oh, that's super old movie, and I'm like, oh, good I'm, year. I'm that old. <laughs> it's only 23 years ago, exactly. Um. So anyway, th- this uh, this movie starts off with some exposition, you know, like hear who the gods are and Zeus created man and man's rising against the gods and all this sort of stuff. And uh, basically says that Zeus had a son. I, actually, some of this, this exposition that I'm going into now comes up later because there are quite a few moments in this movie where they're like, hey, how about some more exposition? <laughs> oh, you thought that exposition was over? Nope. Here's some more. Um, and so so Zeus, at some point, disguised himself as some woman's husband so that he could bang her. Like uh, a, a mortal? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's rape. So Zeus raped someone. Eh, we've all been there. I don't know that we have. Um <laughs> But you know Zeus and and uh, dang it, who's that guy now? I can't remember. Now he's a judge. That that guy that became a judge for by raping somebody. Kavanaugh. Yeah, that's the guy. Um, you know, because that was popular with some people. So yeah. uh, anyway, uh, Zeus. I, I mean, Kavanaugh's not in the movie, but I assume he was there. Um, <laughs> he helped hold her down. Oh. <laughs> I'm not laughing at. Oh, I'm laughing at the comment, not the horribleness of the act of rape. That's yeah. good. Um, so yeah, uh, so Zeus rapes this woman, and she has a kid, and so the kid's half mortal. And then the guy who Zeus was pretending to be, not surprisingly, isn't too excited about it. <laughs> he's not. He's not real happy. That she's pregnant or that she had the kid? Um, that Zeus pretended to be him and had sex with his wife. 
Oh, 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 I missed. Oh, okay. I, I, I totally missed that part. So I, Zeus, I, Zeus dressed up as some actual guy. Yeah, yeah, that's how he did the rape. He did oh, pretending oh. to be somebody so like, else. So, like, this dude was at work, and Zeus showed up dressed as Tom, and he's like, hey, let's bang. And she's like, of course, you're my husband. Yeah, something like that. Um, I imagine that's how it goes, right? Well, yeah, and I appreciate you filling in the name because I had forgotten. <laughs> it's that so, ancient Greek name, Tom. Tom. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so so Tom then kills his wife. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why he was angry at her because, you know, it wasn't her fault. Um, oh, I'm, she shamed the family. Maybe. Uh, maybe that's his logic, but he kills her and the baby, but the baby doesn't die. Cause you know, baby's half God. Is the um, baby, is it, is it Hercules? Uh, you know what? The answer to that's going to be yes. But the real answer to that's no, his name is Perseus, but, um, okay. I've been calling him Hercules for the past 24 hours. <laughs> Cause, uh, this morning Karina was like, Hey, so how'd the movie end? Cause she went to sleep. About halfway through it. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was explaining to her the rest of the movie, and she's like, his name's Perseus. I was like, yeah, I'm going to keep calling him Hercules. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, Hercules. <laughs> um, um, yeah. I hate to keep interrupting you, but we have nothing but time. Um, the uh, Her- Is Hercules a Greek god, or is he like a Roman? We had that conversation, yeah. too. <laughs> and, uh, no, he's Greek. Hercules okay. is uh, also, you know, half mortal, uh, son of Zeus. So I guess he and Perseus are half brothers, or Perseus. Um, Hercules is not in this movie, though. Okay. In spite of the fact that I'm going to keep saying he is. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. So so then this, uh, you know, this baby's. Uh, lives and so he gets you know sort of adopted parents one way or another I don't really remember becomes a fisherman doesn't know that he's half god and oh so his his real father abandons him or his 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 his, his mom's husband abandons him his mom's husband tries to kill him oh and he can't do it he, well he tries to drown he's... his wife and his, this the the baby. Right, the wife dies. The baby lives because the baby is part in this family film. Yeah, well, no, this is a PG (laughs) thirteen movie, Uh, and uh, this is all the first three minutes of the movie. Is if that, (laughs) if that. Um, So anyway, uh, yeah, well, and and in the exposition, they're like, yeah, and then man rebelled against Zeus, and I'm like, did that already happen? Or is that what this movie's about? Is this about to happen? Is that the plot of this movie, or are you just passing by something? Um, turns out it's the the former. This is that 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 this movie is that. Um, and you think you're about to see it happening because, like, Zeus or uh, Hercules or Perseus, we'll call him Hercules. Hercules' dad, adopted dad, <laughs> is literally saying it's time we stand up somebody needs to stand up to these stupid gods and then just as he says that they're like hey wait look those people overthrowing the gods and you're like well that's 
interesting timing. Um, and these uh, uh, warriors are, I, I guess, Greek warriors are trying to destroy one of the um, s- statues, you know, a sculpture of Zeus. And so they do. They break it down. It falls off into the ocean. And as soon as they do, and you're like, well, there's that uprising that guy was just talking about. Uh, it gets quashed. Um, Hades comes out of the water and... Uh, Hades played by Ray Fiennes doing the voice of Voldemort. Um, (laughs) And he throws some like, (laughs) pretty much, except he's like, Hercules, what did I say his name was? Hercules. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. So um, he throws some bat people at these guys and they die. And then you're like, oh, the uprising didn't actually work. But then he also destroys the boat that Perseus slash Hercules and his parents are on and they die. So he's angry. He's like, ah, Hades killed my parents, but that's not why he uprises. I'm looking at the cast and Sam Worthington is Perseus. Yes. Uh, and he's the dude from avatar, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And Terminator salvation. He's in that movie too. Yeah, he's he's the he's the Terminator that like doesn't who thinks he's human, and they told you that in the preview, but for some reason it's supposed to be a big reveal in the movie. Yeah. Um, Man, he was everywhere in two thousand nine. Yeah, he was popular for a little bit, or like someone wanted him to be popular. Yeah, and he was in big things, but I don't think he actually caught on. Um, so Hercules is uh, trying to. Find, I guess he's uh, he gets dragged somehow into this uh, like big palace meeting thing, and you're like, why is this fisherman here? Like, how, why is he actually taken to this thing? I get maybe he was rescued off the boat, but there's no reason for him to be at this big event. Mm-hmm. And his motivating factor is not that Hades killed his parents. He's not like, all right, I'm going to lead some uprising against Hades because he killed my parents. It's that at this big event in the palace, while he's still dressed like in a potato sack, uh, meaning he's got really poor clothes on and doesn't belong there at all. Um, uh, what's her name? Um, Adromeda, who's, who's supposed to be this beautiful woman and, her mom, she, so she's a princess. Her mom's a queen and her dad's a king. They start trash-talking the gods, and especially her mom. Her mom's like, my daughter's more beautiful than the most beautiful goddess, so fuck these gods. Uh-huh. And, of course, they're, like, immediately there. They're like, screw this. <laughs> and Hades is like, oh, we're going to mess these people up. And he kills the mom and the dad. And he's like, you, young lady, you're going to pay for the sins of your parents. So in 10 days, for some reason, <laughs> in an arbitrary 10 days, I'm going to unleash the Kraken on your ass. <laughs> and so Hercules is sent out to... I'm, I'm mostly laughing at the play on words of ass and crack. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, it's unintentional. So anyway, Hercules... Hercules Percules is uh, <laughs> sent out 
<laughs> or decides to go out with a few people to stop this whole Kraken thing from happening. Does he have any superpowers? Well, it's not long after this that he finds out that he's part god. Okay. And it's all handed to him very quickly in terms of information. And um, it, he doesn't like the idea, but he's like, well, we're going to stop this cracking because I'm friends with Andromeda, I guess. And he's also got this female friend, Io, who... Way later in the movie, she's like, we've, or he says, we've been friends forever. You've been by my side since the very beginning. And I'm like, she was? Weren't you a fisherman? Isn't she some important lady? I don't get this. And somehow I missed that in the movie, but they're friends. Anyway, she goes on this journey with him along with Mads Mikkelsen and these other like warriors who want to fight the gods and see him as a way to do that because he's part god. And they want him to, like, use his god power. They're like, hey, you're a demigod. Use it. And he's like, no, I'm going to do this as a man. I don't want that god sword that you have for some reason. And I don't want this other special god thing that you guys seem to have for some reason. I don't remember what it was, but it was something. And so he's trying to refuse these sort of, like, god gifts. He's like, I don't want these things. I'm just going to fight them as a man. And Mads Mikkelsen and the men are like, yeah, but... We kind of, like, we're men, <laughs> so since you're a demigod, we want you to use anything you've gotten. And he's just trying not to become like the gods, so he's like, no. And then they, there's, so the guy who killed his wife and tried to kill Percules, <laughs> um, he's been sort of uh, egged on by Hades to be like, hey, kill them again. <laughs> you didn't kill him well enough. So hunt him down. And so at some point, he kind of attacks these guys, this crew of people. And there are these giant scorpions that come out of his blood. And it's kind of weird. There, there's a lot of dialogue and little action, like little moments of events where it's like, that was really unnecessary and doesn't make sense. And in this moment, there's one where they're like, hey, Percules uh, is like, hey, team of warriors, we need to split up to catch this guy. Follow the trail of blood. And I'm like, wait a minute. If you're splitting up, how are you splitting up if you're all following the trail of blood? Because y'all are going to be right on top of each other sniffing out the blood. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. And then two seconds later, they catch the guy anyway. and But then they see the blood and they're like, oh, it's disappearing into the sand. I'm like, well, how did you just follow it then? <laughs> How did you right, follow the blood? Right. But then the blood turns into these giant scorpions. So they just, you know, distraction. <laughs> you don't need to, you don't need to go through the logic of that because who cares? They're turning into giant scorpions. And this is where I admit I enjoyed this movie because <laughs> there were giant scorpions. And apparently that's all I need. And that's uh-huh. how this movie goes. They're just, it's like, this is dumb as hell, giant monster. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'm on board. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, they're so, giant scorpions? Oh, yeah, super giant. Oh, I didn't catch that. Well, and, and then at some point in this, it gets kind of confusing, and there's bad logic, but again, giant scorpions, so I don't really care. But uh-huh. there's these, there are these, um, like, like, remember in Game of Thrones, those guys that are sort of turning into stone because they have that stone skin disease, but they don't quite die, and they're the like stone. Grayscale zombies? Yeah. 
there are some dudes that are kind of like that, and they seem to be controlling the scorpions, but they are not that guy. <laughs> so this guy's blood turns into these scorpions, but then the scorpions are the pets of these grayscale dudes who join them. And they're like, yeah, we're on your side, Hercules, not you, other warriors, because we don't like men. But since Hercules may be able to kill the gods, we're going to support him. So we're going to work with you. And so okay. they do for like 20 minutes, and then they go how, on their way. How far into the movie is it at this point? Now we're probably about 35 minutes into the movie. Oh, my God. And this is where, <laughs> yeah, and this is where it kind of... I don't know, starts to take off a little bit more, I guess, because they're like... Really? It gets better. Uh, well, the the Scorpion guys, like I said, they join them for about 20 minutes, then they just kind of wander. The, the They're like, we're going to screw off. We're going to go somewhere else, except for one of them, who's like, I'm going to join you to kill Medusa, because you're going to need Medusa's head. Oh, wait, hold on. First, they have to meet some witches. And kill the witches. Of no, they course. don't kill them. They kind of fight with them. And then Hercules per- is like, hey, look, witches, we came here so you could tell me how to kill Medusa. Or no, how to tell me how to kill the Kraken. And then the witches are like, okay, you can kill the Kraken by getting Medusa to to kill him. And he's like, then they're like, Medusa doesn't exactly do what people tell her to do. And he's like, yeah, but we could use her head. And the witches are like, ah, you're a clever boy. And he's like, yeah, I'm as clever as a velociraptor. And so anyway, he plans (laughs) to chop off her head and take that to the Kraken. And they do. (laughs) Everyone, spoiler, I mean, I know I'm spoiling the whole thing, but like, you know, spoiler, whatever. Everyone dies except for Hercules. Uh-huh. Perseus. And uh including Io. So she can't go into Medusa's lair, but she's hanging out outside. He goes, everyone dies, he gets Medusa's head, he comes outside, he's like, Yeah, I got her head, check out this bag with her head in it. And uh and then all of a sudden, cause she's like, Oh wow, good job getting the head <laughs> and she's stabbed. <laughs> by the guy that was trying to kill Hercules, like his stepdad. Um, his 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 mom's mom's husband. Yeah. Um, he just shows up out of nowhere. He showed up before. Brain. He was the one who had scorpion blood. Oh right, 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 yeah. right, right, right. Okay. So okay. he shows up again, and he's like, "Ha ha ha! Stabbed your woman." And she dies. And that that whole thing is ridiculous because she's like, I've been with She's like, you need to go kill the gods. Like the eclipse, the 10th day, it's all about to happen. And he's like, no, I won't leave you. You've been with me since the beginning. And I went, she was? And he said, yeah, because he talked to me. And, uh, and then she turns into light dust and disappears. And he's like, well, I guess I better go on. But before she dies, like does the whole death scene when the guy stabs her he fights with the guy first and then when he kills him with the god sword that he refused to use Uh uh-huh and so meanwhile all these guys are dying and he's refusing to use this and finally he's just like yeah all right fine i'll use it 
And all those dead guys must be like in their graves or Hades or heaven or wherever or Olympus. They must just be like, you motherfucker. <laughs> you re- <laughs> you refuse to use this shit the whole time. And then you finally use it, you dick. And um, uh, along the way, sorry, I know I'm jumping around a little bit. But along the way, at some point, Zeus just pops up and is like, hey, hey, Percules. And he's like, what? What do you want? He's like, I just came down to check on you. Do you. You should really use our weapons and stuff. Um, by the way, also, you should come to Olympus. I really disowned you and was kind of pissed off that, like, the people, the humans weren't worshipping us. So, like, I really made this whole deal with Hades. But you know what? By the way, I'm on your side. And he's like, eh, no thanks. And, and Zeus is Liam Neeson, right? That is right. And, uh, yeah, and so Hercules is just like, eh, whatever. No, no, thanks. And then Zeus is like, all right, okay, I'll go back up to Olympus now. And it, it really, it's like a 20-second conversation. Like I said, there's a lot that happens in this movie where it's just thrown in. Um, and the movie reads like someone's reading a Wikipedia page, and oh. they just wanted to hit all the names so that they could say they did their job. Um, so there's just everyone's introducing each other with their names and be like, oh, yeah, by the way, Artemis, good job being here in this scene. So anyway, back to, to where I was with this guy killing Io. Mm-hmm. Um, so Percules kills him. And as he's dying, this guy who all we know about him is that he has wanted Percules dead and that he's been hooking up with Hades. Not like having sex with him, but like hanging out. Well, they might have. Who knows? Um, as he's dying, he's like, Percules, don't turn into one of them. And there's no no insight at all into what that means or why he's come to this conclusion it's like, was he under a spell and he came, just came out of it because he got stabbed with this god sword? So he's like, come to his senses. We've never seen him not be a jerk. So uh-huh. it doesn't make any sense. And then he's dead. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So Percules moves on and um, gets back to, you know, now that he's got Medusa's head and everything, he gets back to town. <laughs> I guess Athens, wherever this is all going down, where uh, uh, they've decided, the the people have decided, we're just going to sacrifice Andromeda to the Kraken because we fear the gods. And so he gets there just as the Kraken's showing up. And the Kraken, now see, I always thought of the Kraken as just a giant squid type thing. But the Kraken's like a cross between a squid and and a... cave troll and a crab and it's like this huge thing's coming out of the water and it's getting ready to eat her and it's like Rawr! and then Percules flies his black pegasus up to there because he gets a pegasus along the way of course um, yeah and he's like here's Medusa's head and so the kraken freezes and dies and almost kills a bunch of people because it's falling apart now that it's this giant stone thing uh-huh. Um, so whoops. And uh and then Hades shows up. So this is like the guy who put everything in motion, right? So it's kinda like in like Lethal Weapon or something like that, where it's like you just killed um 
Gary Busey, you know, like the 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 not the main bad guy, but like the heavy. Yeah. And now it's time for the big showdown with the main guy, the one right. who who I mean, the Kraken was his pet. So he shows up, and he says, "Hercules, you son of a bitch." <laughs> I will live forever. Actually, literally, I just added more words because all he says is, I will live forever. This is the big showdown. I can't emphasize enough how much drama there is in this moment. So he says, I will live forever. And Percule goes, yeah, but not here. And he throws a sword at him and it just drives him into the ocean. He disappears. That's it's, it? The big confrontation is literally five seconds. At most. And, wow. uh, yeah. And then, uh, so it's like, yay, he saved Andromeda. Woo! And Andromeda's like, hey, how about you be king here? Because, you know, I'm just a princess, even though my parents are dead. I'm actually a queen. Um, but we need a ruler. And he's like, look, you know, this isn't really my deal. And she's like, you're not going to come back, are you? And he's like, no. And I'm like, wait a minute. Isn't his character... <laughs> Isn't his character arc that he's supposed to realize he's a demigod then decide to be a human? Uh-huh. But it's like, oh no, apparently no, he's gonna move on. But then Zeus shows so you're like, well, this is a weird, you know, resolution of this character arc. It's not really resolved. But then Zeus pops up and Zeus is like, Hey, so uh you're gonna come back to Olympus now? You wanna give that a second thought? And he's like, Nope. It's like, okay, what is this guy deciding to do? And so he says no, and then Zeus is like, well, you know what? No son of mine is going to be on this planet not getting laid. Here's your woman back. Poof. And Io comes back to life. And, uh, oh, hang on. I'm getting another call. i got to not do the wrong button here. There we oh, go. Oh, God. Who is it? Uh, it's some scam. Oh. So, so anyway. Is it, is he, it about uh, your federal student loan repayment? The, that is a scam. Uh, <laughs> is, it, is it the FBI of America calling I, to say there's a warrant out for I don't know, Nick. I'm not going to answer this one. <laughs> um, I got more important things to do here. I got to tell you about the end. So, so, Percules says, no, I don't want to go back to Olympus. Zeus says, well, here's your woman back. And then they kind of just like, are like, they're cool now. And, uh, and, you know, Zeus is like, hey, sorry about raping your mom and, you know, having, you know, leading to the death of her and all this sort of issues and not dealing with the people. But, you know, he's probably got like a roll of Mentos or something so he can kind of wink and, you know, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. And Percules is like, it's cool. You're good. And, uh, and Does then he call he, him Pop? No, nah, no, nah, but he, but he's, you know, I mean, the Mentos are there, so he's got to give him a <laughs> smile and let him go. And then, uh, and then he flies off into the sunset with his new, new refurbished girlfriend um, <laughs> on uh, Black Pegasus. And everything about this movie is stupid, but I think everyone should watch it. <laughs> it's, it's... <laughs> now, I mean, we did we did have an intermission at some point. Took a break from the movie a little bit. And uh, I don't know if you can tolerate it if you just sit down for two hours straight. But it was pretty fun. Uh, and, and you know, it's kind of like the uh, the Mummy movie with Tom Cruise where my expectations were very low. Um, so that probably helped a lot. Uh-huh. Um, 
but it's just kind of fun and dumb. Like it, this would be a this would be an enjoyable movie for you and I to do a commentary on. Okay. Rather than just like one we should because it's awful and you're gonna hate it the whole time. It's just it's laughable and it's good popcorn cheese. Oh, okay. That's I cool. would not watch a sequel. <laughs> you would not watch the sequel. <laughs> I, I I I wouldn't plan on it. I don't know. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, maybe I would. I don't. Know. Well, now you got to know what, what happens to Perseus. Like, what what could happen next? Who knows? I think it has the same rating on IMDb. Well, you know what? If it says that there are giant scorpions, then maybe I'll check it out. All right. But that's really all I have on that. So um, that's like probably 40 minutes too long of telling you about it. Uh, I enjoyed it. You know what I didn't actually, uh, if you mentioned it, I, I yeah. didn't catch it. Does the Perseus guy, does he have superpowers? Um, you know, that's that's not exactly clear. It's it's He doesn't do anything... That, you know, like shows him to have like superhuman strength or something. But there is definitely a moment where he falls like a hundred feet or 200 feet and just is fine. Uh So he might have like a high indestructibility to him. Right. Um, But other than that, there's I don't think there was anything suggested really. Okay. Yeah. So, so how about Spider-Man Far From Home? All right. So, if you would like to hear a non-spoilery spo- spoilery version of this movie, uh, go back a couple episodes and listen to Matt's review of Spider-Man Far From Home, because I'm going to spoil the hell out of this movie. Uh, cool. Starting now. So, um, in general, I thought this movie was okay. Um, I didn't, I didn't hate it at all. I didn't love it. Um, it's def, I, de- I definitely liked Spider-Man Homecoming more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but, uh, but it, it was pretty fun. Uh, it's definitely a, a better than average Spider-Man movie. Like it's better than, you know, I mean, it's, it's just a slight step down from Homecoming, I think. Um, and, uh, and I think the main problem that I have with it is the problem that I have in comic books when the hero goes overseas and it's, it's just, it just doesn't work. Right. Um, like I always hate it. Like whenever Batman goes to Egypt or something, yeah. Like whenever like the hero leaves his main location, I'm always like, uh, this is obnoxious. Um, and I, I do appreciate in this movie how they try to they try to dance around that a little bit where they give him the, the stealth suit and they call him some other hero, what, like the night dragon or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I thought that was funny and how like that continued Is it night monkey, night monkey. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like I thought that was, that was kind of funny and, and whatever, but, um, but, f- but for the most part, it's like, how, how could you not reckon realize that it's Spider-Man? He's doing all the Spider-Man things. Uh, and then, um, I, I gotta thing- say, if you don't mind me just seconding you, um, please. I have a similar response when comic books go when you take characters out of their context. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I should enjoy that, you know. Like, but there's something about it where it's like, uh, it's kind of like having a character from Friends show up in 24. You know, it just yeah. says it doesn't quite feel right somehow. 
Yeah, especially with the secret identity thing. Like um, a few months back, I was reading this stretch of Daredevil. Mm -hmm. And um, for a while, Daredevil and Black Widow kind of team up for for a while. Like they're an item. They're, They're dating and everything. And they both moved to San Francisco. And the Black Widow is the Black Widow. Everybody knows who she is. Like she doesn't have a secret identity. But Daredevil is Matt Murdock. And so Daredevil moves to San Francisco, but conveniently, so does Matt Murdock. And he like opens like a law practice or him and Black Widow are living together. And it's just kind of like, oh, how convenient that your pal Daredevil came out here with you. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, people are so dumb. And, <laughs> and it like it really kind of breaks the fourth wall for me where where like like when 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 the hero crosses the country or, or leaves the leaves the country altogether and. And the alter ego is also there. It's it kind of ruins it for me. It's too incredulous, I guess, or uh, Im- impossible to believe. Mm-hmm. But um, the other thing that I think kind of spoiled this movie for me is that I know too much about comics. Um, so, like going into it, like I think everybody knows going into it that Mysterio- is this. Are you about to go into spoilers? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, is that like Mysterio is the bad guy uh-huh. of the movie. And I feel like they, they try to not make that clear in the commercials. Like they make it seem like he's like this newer hero or whatever, but knowing everything that I know, I knew like the minute they said Mysterio, I was like, Oh, Mysterio is the bad guy. And, and it's like that kind of like wastes my time. The whole first hour and 15 minutes of the movie where you're like, they're, they spend all this time trying to build him up to be this heroic figure. Mm-hmm. And and I already know that everything he's doing is fake. Well, like, and, and they don't do anything to offer another bad guy. So, like, like I went into it. I mean, I, I know enough to go, like, Mysterio. I know the name as a bad guy. But uh-huh. to go, like, well, maybe he becomes a bad guy in a sequel, like in another sequel to this or something. But then when there's no other bad guy in the movie, it's like, well, obviously it's him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they try to set it up a little bit with the the elementals, um, the rock monster and the lava monster. But there's no person driving them. Right. Yeah. There's no I think at this point, we're too used to there being a bad guy orchestrating things that we're not going to just go, oh, they just have to solve this non-personality, you know, monster thing. Like, like I feel like what they were trying to do is to get us uh, into the mindset of Peter, where he thinks that Mysterio is this great dude, mm-hmm. but but the whole time you're like, Peter, what are you doing? You're you're ridiculous. How could you how could you be so stupid to <laughs> to just to just do this? Um, and uh, I I also have a problem with the the whole the entire Mysterio. Um, plan is centered around these sunglasses that Peter Parker gets from Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, like how? Like one, how did Mysterio know that Tony Stark made these super sunglasses? Two, how did he know that P- Tony Stark gave Peter Parker the sunglasses? Three, how did he know that Peter Parker was Spider Man? And and like the his whole plan exists before 
Nick Fury tells Spider-Man to take off his mask and reveal his identity to Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So, like, was that like did Mysterio figure out that Parker was Spider-Man the whole time, or and 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 they don't reveal that at all? Like, they don't they don't share that information or how he knew. Like, what was Mysterio's original plan? Was it just to become a hero? And then he he figures out that he could get these glasses from Spider-Man. I don't know. I I, I guess I just sort of like. I mean, I I don't want to pretend that I thought through this, um, but if I did, or if like just kind of in the background, um, I might just assume or might have assumed that like he just knows a lot of this stuff because he's got so much access through himself and the other people that have worked for Tony Stark that they just were privy to this stuff. I guess. I mean, cause they have all of Tony Stark's X. stuff, but at the same time, it's X like, well, if you guys were this close to, to getting personal things and have that much access, you probably could have broken into this without Peter Parker's glasses. Yeah. You probably could have just done act. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and here's something that I learned. This is a little outside, but um, the main scientist guy, like the guy who's like operating the drones, uh-huh. uh, apparently he's Ralphie from A Christmas Story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Peter Billingsley. Yeah. I was like, oh, neat. Yeah. He's, um, he's uh, done a lot of like work, I think, directing and stuff. And he was on that blue collar comedy tour. He's also a stand up. What? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Um and then I love the flashback cuz I love that scene in uh in the first Iron Man where he's like Tony Stark did this in a cave with scraps. Yeah. Um I I just anytime I can hear that I'm I smile. Um but uh but overall the movie was pretty fun. Um it was entertaining like that like the Mysterio sequences when Mysterio turns evil and he's just straight up um screwing with spider-man's brain yeah some some of those sequences were kick ass yeah that's some wild stuff yeah and i i was gonna bring my son to see it with me but i was like um well he hasn't seen endgame yet and i don't want him to be confused about why his greatest hero is dead uh so I, I decided not to, and I'm glad because that sequence where the corpse of Iron Man claws out of the ground, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. I'm glad I don't have my six-year-old with me because he would cry. Yeah, he might have struggled with that one. Yeah. Um, and then and then he gets hit by the train, which cracked me up. I thought that that was hysterical. Um, I, d- I didn't expect him to be just kind of okay after that uh-huh. um like he like he gets hit by the train and then he shows up like climbing up the side of it so you know it's a comic book you know nobody's ever dead but uh especially not the hero of the movie um and then uh at the end when when he like runs out of spider webs and he's got to fight mysterio using his spider sense or peter tingle which which yeah. was a joke that just didn't land for me. No, and they just kept trying it. They kept trying it, yeah. Uh, I mean, Spidey Sense is just so much better. It's just a, a better phrase. Um, but uh, all I could think the whole like the whole time he was doing the original um, 
when he was really getting screwed with, I just dropped the thing. When he's really getting screwed with, and and the and the Iron Man monster comes out of the ground and all that stuff, all I could think was there's an episode of Batman the animated series where Batman's fighting some bad guy who can alter reality a little mm-hmm. bit, like like he makes like the world turn upside down and messes with your inner ear and all this stuff. And Batman figures out that the the best way to defeat him is to just close his eyes and just run towards him because then he's not he his, yeah he's not taking in his senses right yeah he his brain knows that the ground isn't actually moving it's just his his the other part of his brain it's, it's just his eyes yeah so he just decides to stop trusting his eyes and runs forward and I'm like why doesn't Spider Man do that like shouldn't his like even though he doesn't really have like the traditional spider sense in this movie shouldn't he know like I'm not actually being attacked by a monster here I don't know that's the that's the other thing that I feel like in the new the the MCU Spider-Man they really haven't taken the time to uh explain is the spider sense thing because like it shows up randomly and then at the end of this movie during like the the final battle he he's like He's like, all right, I'm going to trust this thing that I've barely used completely. Yeah. And, and I think that's what he does is he basically just closes his eyes and runs forward like Batman. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like he kind of works towards that. Yeah. Um, it, it's not done particularly well, but... Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, well, and there there are other things in this movie, too, where it's like, well, that's just not how... Uh, an idiot might approach it that way, but that's not what Peter Parker is. So like, for instance, when he calls down a drone strike yeah. on some kid, Brad or whatever, I'm like, yeah. this is stupid. And then when the drone strike comes down, like when he's like, yeah, she, he's a target. I'm like, uh, that's stupid. Why would you say it that way? Why would yeah. you, why would you say that at all? And why wouldn't you just go like, yeah, delete the picture. Instead, he's like, yeah, drone strike. That sounds good. And then when the drone shows up, instead of being like, hey, Edith, call off the drone. He's like, I better do Spider-Man moves and jump out of the bus and shoot it down or whatever. I'm like, this is stupid. Yeah, that was not. Go ahead. Pretty dumb. I I didn't care for it. Well, Uh, I really I really didn't care for the whole. Um, romantic rival subplot at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt really forced. I, I mean, I liked how they uh, they they introduced like he was some scrawny kid five years ago, and now he's like a, a buff. I don't. I guess they're supposed to be sophomores or juniors in high school, and he's like this buff dude now. Like I was like, oh, that's that's a fun way to explain the blip or the the snap or whatever. And, um, but like the fact that he's like into Mary Jane, but he's like, I'm into her too, dude. So all's fair in love and war. Here's a picture of you in your underwear with a shield agent. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's, it, it feels a bit like forced conflict and yeah. then forced stupid responses. Yeah. And then there's another thing too, with like sort of the, the way he says things that, it ends up being used, but when he first says it, where um, where he's like, yeah, execute them all, like that phrase. I'm like, uh-huh. when he said it, I was like, that seems weird. Like, what a weird line. 
And then it ends up being like, oh, that's weird because they need to use it later. Right. When um, Mysterio broadcasts that out. And I'm like, uh, this yeah. this is janky. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's not super well done. How did um, you feel about Ned? Oh, I totally agree with you that, like, something has happened to that kid in the last two years where I guess puberty finally finished with him and he's going to (laughs) be, he's going to be 40 for the next 20 years. Yeah. Um, I, I really like, I enjoyed like his little subplot with, um, I guess it's supposed to be Betty Brant, but, um, the girl from, uh, the nice guys, uh, is that who that was? Oh yeah. She was, uh, Ryan Gosling's daughter in the nice guys. Oh, I haven't seen, I've only seen nice guys the one time. Um, but, um, like I liked their subplot where they're like, they fall in love for just the trip. And I was like, okay, but like, it got like obnoxious Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, but like, I totally agree with what you're saying about how like he looks like he's 40 and, um, everybody, everybody in this movie looks a little too old now. Um, especially just to be playing high school guys like three years ago they're totally in high school they all look like they're in high school but now like it's it's time to get out of high school i think with these characters the girl that plays mj can pull off high school i agree there yeah i do agree with that but like even tom holland is is getting Mm -hmm. i mean i don't want to say he looks old because he's not but like to, to say high school i think is pushing it anymore yeah um uh, I also like, I think they spent way too much time. Now I love Martin Starr. I think he's fantastic. He's like Who's the that? teacher. He's the teacher on the trip. The guy with the beard and the glasses. Oh, with the with the um, camera and stuff. Yeah, but like most mm-hmm. of the stuff in this movie was terrible uh, mm-hmm. with him. Like I, yeah. I I think he's like the funniest guy. But like in this movie, I was like, oh no, not more. Please no more Martin Starr. Right. Um. It just felt like they were like, oh, you know what did really well in the first movie is like all the interaction with the classmates. Let's get more of that in this movie because we don't have enough story to fill the whole thing. So there's just like a lot of a lot of like weird goof goofiness that just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's supposed to be a fun, playful adventure movie, but it just doesn't it doesn't work 100 percent. And a lot of it I just found boring. Yeah, I was going to say, it feels like a lot of it ends up being filler. Yeah, That's exactly. just unnecessary because the movie doesn't have to be two hours long. Yeah. Like that sequence where he drops the camera in the water. I was like, well, he's like the minute it started and he was like being real careful with it. I was like, it's just going to fall in the water. Right. And if it doesn't fall in the water, why are we watching this? So. Yeah. And it doesn't matter that it falls in the water, so why are we watching that? Uh, yeah, and if it does fall in the water, who are these jokes for? Yeah. Like, these are not kids' movies. The Marvel movies are really, like, kind of for anybody, maybe, like, 10 to 60 uh-huh. <laughs> or 100 or whatever. Like, it's it's not geared towards children yeah. the way, you know, some old comic movies might have been. Or even like, well, I was gonna say even Shazam, but I feel like Shazam's pretty, pretty still falls pretty well into the like young well, I mean, adult it's, and it's, on. It's it's rated PG thirteen, so it's like aimed at thirteen and up. So yeah. what thirteen year old is like sitting there cracking up about a 
teacher dropping his camera in the water. Right. Like, an adult's not laughing at that. A kid's not laughing at that. Nope. It doesn't matter to the story. Nope. It, it kind of felt like something they thought up on the set. Like, they were like, oh, uh, what, what if Martin Starr, like, is, like, fumbling with his camera? All right, we'll, we'll use it. We'll, like, we'll shoot it. And then they were like, I guess we'll just put it in the movie. Well, and like, it feels a bit out of place. It does, yeah. It's like they went, like, I, I was watching the credits, and I was like, they went to all these places to shoot. And I was like, that's cool that, like, like this movie really does do a lot of world hopping, mm-hmm. which, which I really appreciated. It's not like they made Atlanta, Georgia look like Venice. Like, they really went yeah. to Venice to shoot the movie. Um, and, it, and it does have that travel around the world feel to it. Uh, almost, like a, almost like a James Bond kind of traveling around the world feel but i mean to what point Mm -hmm. really um uh what was my next point gonna be um i did not care for nick fury in this movie Mm -hmm. uh and then at the end so at the end credits that it gets revealed that nick fury and maria hill are not really nick fury and maria hill they're just scrolls yeah dressed up as them which is why nick fury is an idiot in this movie and and i was like oh that's that's dumb yeah to what to what to what point Uh uh-huh you know like why why and i guess it's to set up like nick fury's working with the scrolls on some other planet now like for a future marvel movie but like why did we just spend two hours with fake nick fury while he gave away all the world's secrets to some lunatic. Yeah. Well, and the whole, like, I understand why um, Mysterio might want to set up Peter Parker to, like, kind of be in charge of things. Like, have him make decisions and stuff so that he feels the pressure and then wants to give up and give over the glasses of power. Mm-hmm. Um but it seems dumb. And and whether Nick Fury is, you know, himself or he's a scroll or whatever, I'm like, it just seemed weird throughout the movie where I was like, what's up with this whole, like, Peter needs to listen and at the same time he's the guy in charge and everyone's like, come on, man, do your thing and live up to this, you know, live up to this, step into these foot, uh, these shoes that. Uh, Tony Stark is left open and at the same time they're kind of bossing him around I'm like this doesn't yeah. feel right it doesn't doesn't feel organic it just it's yeah. weird it felt really forced and that's a, that's another problem that I have with this movie is um, and it's a it's a problem that I had with Endgame too, which is the relationship between Tony and Peter Parker is feels really forced mm-hmm um, because they really don't spend that much time together. Uh, like they meet in Captain America civil war. And basically Tony Stark says, you're going to come to Germany to fight Captain America. And Peter Parker's like, okay. And then he gets uh, pissed at him and he's like, uh, yeah, this was too much. You're, you're out. Yeah. He's like, and, and then in like homecoming, like they develop their relationship a little bit more to the point where Tony Stark fires him and takes his super suit away. And then at the end, he's like, you want to be an Avenger? And then Spider-Man's like, no. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, 
I want to be a neighborhood. I'm not ready for it. And then two weeks later, Thanos attacks Earth, and Spider-Man's like, well, I guess I'll go on a space adventure with my good friend Tony, um, Mr. Stark. And uh, now I'm an Avenger. And uh, oh, I got snapped away. And there's one picture of me and Tony Stark. And Tony Stark's like, oh, this is my long lost, like my... my uh, Surrogate son. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's like there there's there's no time for this relationship between the two of them to develop to the point where Tony Stark makes decides that Peter Parker is the future of Stark Industries basically. Yeah. Or, the next Iron Man would probably be Don Cheadle. Uh I don't know about that because he's like an Air Force military guy and Stark wanted to not make military weapons anymore but but like as far as uh as far as genius like a genius inventor philanthropist billionaire like that's not who peter parker is he hasn't been groomed for this at all and you know it's and i know stark was taken too soon kind of a thing but the 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 love relationship that they have that they have between the two of them it just doesn't it just doesn't work like it's 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 like they decided in the last movie it's like they decided in endgame that the two of them became best friends and over the five years that peter parker was gone from the snap tony decided oh man i wish my good friend peter was here the whole time because i love that kid that i spent three days with yeah yeah, no, I think it's pretty forced too. Yeah, and I—I I mean, we could probably debate on the whole like, what's what's the Don Cheadle character's name? Uh, Rhodes, Jim Rhodes, War okay. Machine. Yeah, yeah, War Machine. Like, we could probably debate on that a bit. And I think, no, I've never seen Iron Man three, but um, I think that what you're saying feels like it would apply more with um, the f- the first. What's going on there? Oh, uh, it's lunchtime, so oh. they're they're rolling balls. Oh, what? It's weird because it sounds like it's like happening like at your desk, but the kids sound very far away. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> listeners are like, I'm not hearing any of this. Um, <laughs> I have very loud children, <laughs> but they're like they're throwing their voices, but sounds that aren't their voices. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, so, so uh, <laughs> the. Um, War Machine, like, in the first one, when he's played by the other guy, uh-huh. it seems like there was a lot of that, like, hey, I'm a military guy, and there's this kind of dispute here. But yeah. after that, once it's Don Cheadle, I feel like they're they're best friends, and then, like, especially in Civil War, when he gets injured, like, mm-hmm. that moment, Tony Stark seems legit upset, and the background sort of makes sense to it. It's like, oh, okay, I can see why he's so angry about this happening. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, duh, what do you expect? Um, but so, so when, when he dies, if he's going to pass it off to somebody, I feel like it wouldn't be Spider-Man. Yeah. And, and the other thing, Spider-Man's 15 or 16 years old, right? He's still just a child. And the fact that you got Nick Fury telling him like, you're in charge now, make a decision. And he's like, I don't want to. I want to go on my trip. I'm on vacation. And Nick Fury's like, fine, go. And then he does. And then he just changes his trip to manipulate him. And it's just, it just, 
it works, but it doesn't work. It's <laughs> it's it's too it's too unbelievable, I guess, and or, or over the top. I think and, it's, and it's I, like it's entertaining enough, even though it doesn't work. Yeah, and I I really like Tom Holland. I th- I think he's terrific. Yeah, he's great. Um, I do get a little sick of his breathless talking. Like I think that's because he's British. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that's how he gets into his New York accent or whatever, is that he's always like out of breath when he's talking. Where he's like, I don't know what to do. I'm from New York. I'm not British. And, uh, but like, that's how he always talks is he's always like real breathless. Mm-hmm. And like, I felt, I, I, I feel that it's a little tiring. I think that's his way of doing young. Yeah, that's probably. I, I don't know about the accent, but in terms of like seeming like a kid, I, I think that's that. Um, but I know what you're talking about because it does it does wear on you after a while, and it's not it's not that Tom Holland's not likable because he's he's super charming or charismatic yeah. anyway. Uh, and I also I also really liked Jake Gyllenhaal in this movie. I thought he was great. Which um, brings me to a question. <laughs> he does. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. He go does. Ahead. Jake Gyllenhaal has a Muppet mouth. Yep. And once you see it, you can't not see it. It's. <laughs> Like the minute he starts talking in this movie, I wanted to send you a text. I saved it till after the movie to send you the text, but mm-hmm. his mouth is so unnatural looking. <laughs> I swear it's like it's like bad CGI except yeah, it's reality. It's, his mouth is either open or closed and it's like Terrence and Philip on South Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but I did really enjoy him. Uh, especially once he makes the turn to bad guy, mm-hmm. um, like uh, uh, some of that stuff, like some of those jokes were really forced. But what really cracked me up was the cape sequence, where that lady's like steaming his cape for his like presentation suit or whatever. Uh huh. And like everything's going wrong, and she keeps going, "Do I keep working on the cape?" And he's like, "We're gonna need the cape." <laughs> I thought that was very funny. I, I enjoyed that, even though it was stupid. Yeah. Um, I still liked it. Um. And then uh, the other thing I really liked was the return of J.K. Simmons as uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Uh-huh. That was a total surprise for me. I had no idea. Like, and that was like I like threw my fist in the air in the theater because he's the perfect, he's the perfect J. Jonah Jameson. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was great. And then uh, I like how they set up like the next movie or whatever where they they just give away Spider-Man's identity or whatnot. And they frame him for Mysterio's murder. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was like, Oh man, I can't wait for this next movie. What's, what's going to happen. And, and, uh, but like when JK Simmons starts talking as like angry J Jonah Jameson slash rush Limbaugh or whatever he's supposed to be. Yeah. Like Alex Jones type thing. Yeah. He's just some lunatic with a microphone now because new- nobody buys newspapers. And, um, I was like, this is perfect wonderful well done um i loved it uh i love that part and it got me really excited for the next spider-man movie which will hopefully take place in new york well and and hopefully won't be i don't know filler between one movie and another or just a setup for like the next movie because i I, some movies do this more than others i I wouldn't say it's every single movie and i wouldn't say it's every single marvel movie but Mm -hmm. um you know, some of them definitely feel more like, okay, I just watched a two-hour uh, preview for a next movie or, like, introduction. Yeah. And uh, I felt like this movie was a, a overall a lot of filler. Uh, yeah, this movie, this movie 
I think what this movie really lacks, and it's kind of kind of the same problem that I have with Ant Man and the Wasp, uh-huh. where it's where Ant Man and the Wasp was made, and it's it's fine, but it, it definitely is like it's more of like a palate cleanser after like the downer that was Infinity War. So like you you watched Infinity War and you're like, well, wow, I'm really sad about everything, and then you watch Ant Man and the Wasp and you're like, oh, this is supposed to make me happy about these movies again but like the jokes just don't land oh, super yeah. great yeah and uh and you're like uh well at least they tried something different and uh it's just like filler before captain marvel and then Endgame, and then this movie just kind of feels like um well we just finished our magnum opus um here's a spider-man movie to tide you over till we figure out what we're doing next like yeah. I, I think I think the one thing this movie really lacks is like the direction going forward for Marvel because I think when they started making it they they hadn't really figured out what the next what phase 4 was going to be mm-hmm. and how it, and how it would impact the movie so they kind of just made and and to their credit they made kind of a kind of a standalone movie um which is not really what any of the Marvel movies have been lately like this movie, aside from every, aside from the main plot of people disappearing for five years and the death of Iron Man, this movie kind of can stand alone. Yeah, uh, I, I it it does feel kind of, um, it doesn't feel like the plot is part of a bigger plot. Yeah, I think that's what I tried to say over three minutes. <laughs> Well, I could only say it because you said it first longer. <laughs> but but it does kind of feel like with that end scene, um, with the J. Jonah Jameson part, um, like it's it, it does kind of pull you back into it's like oh, okay, so we're back in the this universe a little bit, you know? Like yeah, it, it feels like it's drawing you back into a bigger picture, um, yeah. which. I think I want something that's more standalone, but once I got it and it wasn't very good, I was like, all right, fine. Go back into this universe then <laughs> because yeah. you seem to know what you're doing better there. Yeah. Stick stick with what works. Go ahead. And I'm done with Happy Hogan. I don't need to see his face at all anymore. Uh, see, I like him. I, mm. I don't. I don't have a, like I like uh, I definitely did not care for the sequence at the end when they're in like the Tower of London or whatever, and that drone is hunting them down. Yeah. And they all start. St- sharing their secrets or whatever and i'm like this is a waste of time yep it's not it's not funny i'm not i'm not feeling it uh i know they're not gonna die um what okay and it's over but i did i did like the part where he's like we all need to get on the jet and get out of here i'm with spider-man and the one i think flash thompson's like you work for spider-man he's like i work with spider-man uh, I thought that was funny. I thought that was pretty good. Oh, I don't even remember um, that. I did not. I did not care for the Happy Hogan Aunt May relationship thing. Yeah, that it felt just too much. That, that felt really forced. But they also didn't really do anything with it. And then at the end, when Peter confronts them about it for like three seconds, and yeah. they're like, "Yeah, we're just kind of banging," and and he's like, "Okay, I gotta go be Spider Man now," and he just leaves after sitting them down to have a conversation. I'm like, okay, eh, I get it. Uh, fine. Um, so I got a lot of problems with this movie. And all that being said, I, I did enjoy it. 
I thought it was pretty fun. I liked it more than Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. And um, it's definitely a better Marvel movie. It's more more of a middle of the road, I think, for me. Yeah. Um, it definitely has a – it's definitely a sequel to the first Spider-Man movie, like, as far as, like, the letdown from the first one. But 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 that's that doesn't say it was bad. It wasn't bad. It just doesn't live up to the pedigree before it. Yeah, it's it's very mediocre. Yeah, I agree with that. Um all right, Matt. That's all I have for Spider-Man. Have you anything more? Uh No, no, I don't think so. I I will say the the further I get from it, the more um, I guess the the less um, goodwill I I offer it, uh huh. Um, and the the what was bad about it stands out more. Um, but I do think you know, like when you talk about like the Mysterio stuff, and I'm not exactly a Jake Gyllenhaal fan. I'm not. I'm not even sure I really like him. Um, I think as a person, he seems from the from the bits I've gotten here and there, he seems like he's probably a super nice guy. Um, but I don't really like care for his acting that much uh-huh. um, but in this I felt like he was kind of a highlight of the movie and yeah, yeah so and I, I do like MJ uh, I forget what Zendaya I think is the name of the girl who plays her I think you're right um, I, I like her I like what she does I like her and Tom Holland their their interactions and stuff um, so yeah I'll, I'll leave it at that that's that's all all right. <laughs> well, that means it's time for our favorite segment on the show, our movie rankings list. Now, Matt, you watched Clash of the Titans, and I'm excited to see where this is going to end up. <laughs> I am putting this probably a lot higher on my list than it deserves to be. Uh-huh. Um, I'm putting it between Creep 2 and The Founder. Wow, you're putting it. Wow, I feel like that's much lower than than it was going to go. I yeah. had that going. I had it going above uh, Dark Phoenix or um, or Snowpiercer. Oh no, 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 no! No, Snowpiercer was better. <laughs> Did you know there's a Snowpiercer TV show? I out? was going to actually mention that to you, and boy, does it not look like it does anything that the movie didn't. Yeah, it looks exactly like the movie. Yeah. Like, they even have the sequence where the guy gets his arm frozen off, and I'm like, I've seen this, Mm -hmm. and it was awesome. Now, how many stars for Clash of the Titans? Or I wrote wrote down Clash of the Snowpiercer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Clash of the Titans is... Well, that's all right, because when I was typing it in, I I first spelled it out as Titans, like as when you tighten something. Uh-huh. Like T-I-G-H-T. Anyway, um, Clash of the Titans is going uh, It's going to get two stars, I think. Is good. Two stars. Wow. In the middle of three and three and a half, three and a halfs and fours. That's right. That's right. It is not a good movie. And then it gets a solid recommendation. <laughs> solid recommend. That's great. Uh, you know, it's crazy. I'm looking, I'm looking at your list and five places down is the changeling, which has a four star rating (laughs) (laughs) over 30. Um, all right, great. Now to my list, Nick's movie ranking list, Spider-Man far from home. Now, where am I going to put this? 
That's a good um, question. That is a good question. Um, was it better than Captain Marvel? Mm, no. Uh, no. It wasn't. But it was better than Bumblebee. No. I think I liked Bumblebee more. Christ. I'm going to say I think Bumblebee was a little... Had less filler. It, it eh, might not have it had, had. It might not have had, had, had high of less highs filler, except for yeah. that first four minutes. But um, but as far as the lows, I, I I don't remember having as many moments where I was like, come on. Yeah, and the the moments that were filler in Bumblebee were pretty fun. Yeah, like yeah. like there's that sequence in in Bumblebee where John Cena is talking about the Decepticons and he's like, they're called Decepticons. Should we really be trusting them? Right. The jokes actually kind of land. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to give this movie two and a half, two and a half stars. But it is a recommend. I, I would recommend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's two and a half and a sea of three. Uh, okay. Well, that wraps up that segment of the show. Matt, anything for Midwest Matt recommends this week? Um. Uh, well, I guess you and I were talking about this offline. Um, later this month, August 30th, the new Tool album is going to be coming out. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Tool, who has resisted being on streaming services for years, as of August 2nd, are available on all the streaming services. So you can listen to your Tool albums now. Uh, yeah, and I read that like since they did that, they've been the number one band across the board. Oh, I'll bet. I'll bet. Which which uh, was like a great marketing move before the new album. There's a there's one thing that you can't get on there that is an album that's out. They have an album called Salival that mm-hmm. came along with um, a DVD set for their like music videos. Um, I think all before the Lateralist album, and. Um, that's got some really good tracks on it. So there, there are a few tracks that are not available on the streaming services that are really good. But you know, if you're just listening, looking to listen to their their released albums in full, they're available now. So check them out. All right, Tool. I would also recommend them. They're terrific. Yeah. Uh, How about you? All right. Me? Oh, I'm, I think I'm going to recommend the This Week in Film webpage. Um, which I'm having Sounds trouble with. A little the last serving, but all right. <laughs> Every week on Nick recommends. I don't have a <laughs> cool nickname. Um, every week on Nick recommends. Uh, I recommend the This Week in Film website called thisweekinfilm.com. And uh, but it hasn't been updated in a few weeks because I'm having issues with WordPress, where I type stuff but I can't see it. So oh, it's no. been very confusing. Um, but that's like technical problems and that's a totally different show um but anyway uh the midwest mat section has been updated every week so you can still check that out but if you're looking for our weekly post it has not been there so sorry about that we're, we're gonna get things straightened out and then you can check it out all right well if that is the end of the reel we will see you next week in film see you then.